You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians. This is your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. On today's show, we'll talk about the heartbreaking loss today. We're going to look big picture at the Indians. We'll do some looking at the standings and uh, we'll just continue previewing what's coming up in this series and what we should be focused on ahead. So the Indians lost today, and uh, kind of at a loss for words. I talked about this was the game in the series that was the most winnable. Dylan Cease had really struggled since he was called up. Um, You've got Clevenger on the other side of things. Everything sets up for a situation the Indians should win. Uh, If you had told me... Yeah, Clevenger going, Lindor's going to hit his 27th, Perez is going to hit his 22nd, and it's a three-run homer. I would have predicted victory right there. Unfortunately, you know, Eloy Jimenez has really kind of had a disappointing rookie season. Um, There was a point in time where he was probably behind Oscar Mercado in terms of the AL Rookie of the Year race. He's been fine, he just hasn't been the top five hitter that most expected him to be. We all knew he was going to be a butcher defensively. Well, tonight he kind of showed what people have been waiting for. Uh, two home runs tonight. That gives him 24 in the year. He's still got a chance to hit 30, which is really good. He's been picking up as the year has gone on. I mean, the bat is 100% legit with him. But he was the killer for the Indians today. Um, I don't always understand the lineup construction. Uh as I've stated many times before, it, Bowers struggled when he's been up. He has struggled as a hitter in the majors. He has struggled all year. So let's have him batting fifth. Let's move Franmeld down. Let's move Perez down. Tito's obsession with, oh, we're going to go righty, lefty, righty, lefty, especially when the bullpens are expanded. Teams have more of a base to go to. It's You're letting lesser hitters get up so you can just space it out you want your best hitters getting the most at bats you don't want to be rigid in baseball Um, rigid thoughts rigid point of views leads to losses there's one thing that is pretty consistent over the years it's the ability to be flexible and adaptive is how you win in baseball and tito has been extremely rigid this year and lineup construction has has been an issue uh you know you got bowers in the five hole he proceeds to go 0 for 3 at the strikeout he gets pinch hit for Oscar Mercado who's really struggling um, and he goes 0 for 1 with the strikeout and he's down to a 265 average a 314 on base a 418 slugging he was playing over his head in the first half he was not quite that good he's he's going to be a league average bat when it all gets said and done I think Mercado still profiles best is likely an 8 or 9 hitter bottom of the lineup with above average plus defense and center average bat that's a really good player um uh, franmo reyes continues to hit well lindor has been on a bit of a power uh, splurge splurge power surge here and uh you know roberto perez is look had a heck of a game but as stated i mean james mccann what a year this guy's having uh let go by the Tigers. Sixteenth home run tonight, two seventy four, three twenty seven, four sixty two. Um, just mind blowing. Doing more this year um, than he's like ever done 
in his uh, professional career. 50, well, that's probably up to date. So 55 minus 16 would be 40, but 39 home runs in his first 400 games, uh, 450 games, and his last 104, 16, uh, 679 OPS for his career, 789 this year. Um, big year for him, and he had a big home run in this game. A three-run shot to tie it at 5-5. Five to five. Uh, Mentioned the game that uh, Jimenez had with the two home runs. Dylan Cease, far and away uh, his best performance of the year. He's massively struggled since he got called up. Only four hits, four runs, just two walks, and 11 strikeouts. Clevenger, another solid outing. Seven innings, two earned runs, two hits, four walks, nine punchouts. So let's just talk about the Carrasco inning. Um, I don't blame Tito for this one. I know a lot of times I'm kind of rough on his handling of the bullpen. You want to get reps for Carrasco. Um, you want him to get out there and get used to pitching. His potential at the back end of the rotation is going to be better than just about anyone else they can put out there. At the same time, before he went on the disabled list, um, he was getting hit really hard, and that's what happened here in this one. So you look at it. So Garcia singles, Anderson singles. So that's not a great start. But then we get strikeout to Jose Abreu, strikeout to Juan Mancado. McCann takes him deep. At this point, though, he he struck out two of the last three batters. Jimenez then follows up and takes him deep. Then he gets the ground out. Um, again, for once, I'm, I don't fault Tito for sticking with his pitcher. I think he made the right call. I think going to Carrasco is the right call. You need to build him up. You know, I have my issues with the line of construction in this game, but the pitching was handled well. Um, it's unfortunate. It stinks, but that's the way of it. The only upside is that um, Tampa lost... So uh, they, they had a... They have a doubleheader today, is what it looks like. Um, one, one, lost one. So Tampa essentially is an, an even null set. But with the Indians losing, um, they're now a full game back of Tampa. Oakland is currently winning. So that means that tomorrow morning when you wake up and listen to this podcast, uh, Tampa's going to have the first wild card spot. The Athletics are going to be in the second. And the Indians are going to be third to half a game back. And... What's really brutal about that is just the situation I've talked about before. The Indians far and away have the hardest schedule left of any of these teams. The number of games they have against above 500 teams, every single weekend they're facing a tough matchup. Um, They are not in the driver's seat for this. They're not. There's no other way to put it. Um, They're going to need some help. They're going to need teams to to struggle. um, And they need to win these very winnable series. Because if they don't win... You know, three or four from the White Sox and teams of that level, they're not making the playoffs. That's just the end of story situation for the Cleveland Indians this year. Want to give a quick shout out to the with the podcasting network in the NFL season that they're going to have crossover Wednesdays. Find out about your favorite team and who they are facing every Wednesday as they will come together and do a mutual podcast. Also sponsoring this week is Postmates. Uh, I've talked about them at length on this show. They are your best friend if you're feeling lazy, if you're feeling sick, if you uh, have car problems, any of this stuff. 
Postmates is there to bail you out 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. They're going to deliver to you what you need, whether it's a restaurant, a grocery store, fast food, a convenience store, traditional retailers, anything you want or need, Postmates is going to get it to you. And because we have this great deal with them, you can go ahead and take advantage of it. So you're going to download the app and you get $100 of free delivery for the first seven days. So it is a short period, but take advantage of it. Get as many orders in as you can. Try to get that full 100 spent. So you download the app, use the code locked on, and you're going to get just a ton of credit. $100. How many? How often do you get $100 free anything? Postmates, they've been good to us. Be good to them. Okay, and we're back. So at this point, let's be realistic with the Cleveland Indian season. Um, the division is done. There's not really much of a point in talking about it. There's not really much of a point in looking at it. The Indians are six and a half games back. That means even if they were to sweep the Twins, they still wouldn't uh, take over the division. The Twins are 9-1 and one in their last 10 while the Indians are playing 500 ball. Um, during that same time, Oakland is 500 and Tampa is 6-4. and four. So uh, the Indians are only holding on to that spot because the other teams are playing middling as well. Uh, Minnesota's ran away with it, and this is... You get right down to it. The Indians made up that huge gap beating up on easy teams. The Twins created that lead by beating up on easy teams. The Twins are pulling away because they, once again, have an easy schedule. You know, they Things really got rough for them in the middle of the year, and they weathered that storm. They lost the division for one day. Um, and basically, the Indians lost the division thanks to that Red Sox series and that Mets series. Um, the Yankee series, you split that, you're fine. They had no business losing two out of three to a Red Sox team that was struggling. Uh, you go back to them getting swept by the Mets, not even playing Brand Mill Reyes for some reason. It was an odd series, but that's pretty much when they lost the division. The, the division just needs to be buried. It's gone. It's not in the picture. It's not going to happen. So that's why this wild card race is oh so important. Um, you need to be looking at Tampa and Oakland's box score every single day. Yeah, look at those. Even if you have hope, uh, th those are more important than the Twins at this point. Those are more likely the teams the Indians are going to have to chase down. And then, you know, it's always a, a crapshoot. We, we, it's going to be... Tampa is a really bad matchup for the Indians. Let's just be honest. Uh, Blake Snell in one game could be ugly. Uh, Charlie Morton in one game could be ugly. Um, for as well as Clevenger and Bieber have pitched, it doesn't feel... I don't feel as confident in them as I felt in, like, Kluber Carrasco at peak. But at the same time, you know, the year they made the World Series... Uh, they only had Kluber, but again, that was like Pete Kluber. That was when he was arguably one of the top three pitchers in all of baseball. That gave the Indians quite an advantage in every series they played in because you had Kluber, who was a top three starter in all of baseball and was going you know, out there and putting them in every game. And then you had Andrew Miller, who was going to go out there and pitch multi-innings and was the top reliever in baseball at the time. The Indians don't have that combination right now. It's they're set up with a bit of a flawed team, and I've talked about this before that 
they kind of overbet on themselves in this offseason and underbet on the Twins. And it's easy to underbet on the Twins because you don't expect any team to go out and set a uh, single-season home run record September 1st. You know, it's yes, the Twins had a good offseason, but you don't expect yeah, any team to be history-setting. You just don't. Um, the Twins have been really good, and the Indians have been good enough, but I, it, this definitely feels like the weakest squad of any of the ones the past few years. And I do wonder, it, when it gets down to it, is the it'll be very interesting when Buffalo season ends because we'll have to see who all they call up, um, if they're going to go really deep for reinforcements or not. Um, the, the problem with reinforcements inevitably comes down to the fact that Tito doesn't like to play young kids, so even if you call up a Daniel Johnson, he's likely not going to play very much because Tito's going to still go with a Greg Allen or such... Um, one of those players uh, that he, Mercado, someone that he has a little bit more faith in. So the Indians, for the rest of this series, as we're looking ahead, they really need to take the next two because the White Sox, A, have not been good. Um, They've been average at best this season and currently have not been playing well. Uh, tomorrow, Bieber at Nova, against Nova. That's, again, I, I talked about earlier in the week, Nova has given the Indians some struggles this year. And then we have Plesak, who's been uh, struggling with some consistency before Minnesota, which is currently setting up as Plutko at Pineda, Saval at Odorizzi, and Clevenger at yet-to-be-determined before they then fly out to Los Angeles for a three-game series, and then fly back to Cleveland to face the Twins again. And then they have the have Detroit at home and Philly at home. Then they go to Chicago before ending at the Nationals. And like I said, it's they really have to take two out of three from every midweek series because they're facing bottom-rung teams. When you face the Tigers, you have to sweep them. That's just... That's the way of it, and they've you you gotta pretty much hope for a split with the Twins, and hope the Nationals get their spot locked up, and that we're not going to face their best talent that weekend to really help the Indians uh, feel a little have a little bit of breathing room heading into that final series. That's that is where things stand. Um, I feel like I'm saying um more in this podcast than I have been saying in most this year. It was just a very deflating day. The Indians' odds, I said yesterday, were at 75% for the playoffs. They're now down to 65.8% over on ESPN. Uh, it's down from being up over 80 just a week ago. It's, you know, they're one and what? In their last five games, they're one and four. It's it, it, not a good time for them to have their struggles and it hasn't necessarily been something where you go oh the bullpen I mean yes in this one you'd likely blame the bullpen but it's been kind of a team effort team effort team effort of failure offense not producing bullpen not being effective starters not going too deep into games obviously not the case with Clevenger today but yeah the the Indians I still make that Bauer deal every day of the week. Yes, they're likely going to let Puig walk. Again, they have a lot of talent in that outfield 
in the minors, so it makes sense to let him walk. But uh, I don't know. The team just doesn't... I just don't feel as comfortable in years past. It's not the... The rotation isn't quite what it was. Um, the, the guys at the top are pitching well. I, 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 probably a lot of how you feel about the Indians, honestly, comes down to, at this point, uh, how much you trust Aaron Saval. Because if you think that he is you know, uh, 80% of Bieber, then he's a really good pitcher. If you think he's eventually the rest of the league is going to catch up to him, um, then you're kind of going the back end is really shaky um, because you've got uh, Plesak struggling, Saval, you've got, you know, the big two with Bieber and Clevenger, and then Plutko is more of a a five. So you've got a big discrepancy amongst the pitchers. Of course, with the Indians, um, unlikely to win the division. It's going to come down to a one-game playoff anyways if they make the playoffs as a wild card. And uh, we'll see. It's the the disadvantage of the fact that they're probably going to be in a fight till the end, so they're not going to get a chance to set themselves up for that uh, one-game playoff. But, yeah, the, the takeaway on today's show is stop chasing the Twins. Uh, stop being concerned about the Twins. The Twins are better than the Indians. Um, they just are. That offense is ridiculous. They've done everything correct this year. Um, the Twins are in the playoffs. They are going to be the division winners. The focus for this point, if you're an Indians fan, is checking the Oakland Athletics, who have no business being in it with all of their injuries and suspensions and everything else. It's really a uh, credit to the management there that that team has kept it together. And Tampa Bay, who, again, has dealt with uh, a laundry list of injuries, but so is the so have the, the Indians. Um Every team is dealing with injuries. We can't all be the Yankees who uh, have a laundry list of injuries but somehow stumble into uh, Gio, Ursher, Gio Urshela hitting uh, like he's never hit in his life and Cameron Mabin in his 30s having the best year of his career. I mean, I don't. it's black magic going on right there right now. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be back after tomorrow's game, which should be a victory. Hopefully we'll have something fun to talk about. I want to thank everyone for listening, and as always, go Tribe!